0: Sometimes you've got to walk away. Sometimes you've got to sneak off. Sometimes you have to tell mm-hmm. people no, or you have, I mean, it may sound harsh, but Jesus did it. Yeah. And it's part of self-care. You have to say, I cannot do that right now. Mm-hmm. I need a moment for myself.
1: welcome back to the sandhills podcast my name is pastor john today i'm joined by our very own minister Sonia williams from sandhills community church welcome to the show hey
0: hey! thank you
1: we are excited today we are going to be talking about um the aspect of christianity and self-love self-care uh which naturally leads into the conversation around mental health Mm -hmm. uh, which historically the church has not done fantastic with right uh, especially the Western Church in the last hundred years, and so this will be a really great conversation around those topics. And we're excited to have you on the show. Uh, you are one of our resident counselors here at the church. Yes, sir. And uh, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you come to Sand Hills? How did you come to faith? Kind of what's that that story?
0: Oh my. Okay. So how did I come to faith? I think it was a process for me mm-hmm. um, of of going through things and. And being able to fix them under my own power, but Mm -hmm. eventually coming up against something that I could not fix at all. Mm. And it took me right to the throne of God. I mean, Mm. knees down, crying, curled up in a ball. Mm. Took me right there. And and that's kind of where that started. Um, In terms of mental health, for me, it started as a child. Um, I kind of feel like my whole childhood was just emotionally draining. I wasn't allowed to have my own opinions. wasn't allowed to um, share what I think. Or, worst of all, to me was my emotions had to be expressed in a way that was pleasing to someone else. Hmm. W- well, why are you crying? Well, why can't I cry? Hmm. You know, why can't I laugh? Why can't I be happy? You know. Yeah. And at some point, I remember a specific inci- incident, but I just remember thinking, you know. I want it to be okay for children to talk to somebody, to tell them how they're feeling mm. and what's affecting them. Mm. Because, you know, adults tend to, it's scary for adults when they see their child going through something mm. or it, it almost, and that goes into mental health. It's almost becomes about you right, and not about the person who's coming to you for help. So that's kind of where that started. And, um, I, um, uh, some years ago, in the early 2000s, I was working at the Department of Mental Health in South Carolina, and I had a young man come in, and when you work for the state, you know, we weren't allowed to have Bibles out. Right. We could have them in the office, but they had to be in a drawer, and we could right. not initiate any conversation about Jesus. Right. So I had this young man in my office who was struggling with some things, and I had nothing else, and I had been seeing him for two years, and I had nothing else to give him but Jesus. hmm and in that moment, I just became dissatisfied with that aspect of counseling. And it wasn't until 2015. I had been a stay-at-home mom um, since 2009, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go back to social work. And and in the midst of studying for a Bible lesson, God called me into ministry.
1: Wow. Yeah. And then uh, where did you get your uh, degree from?
0: CIU. Oh no way! <laughs> way. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> yeah. There we go. Ram rams. ram. Ramming ram. Yeah. Love repping our school. Yeah. You know, on the podcast, but that is amazing uh, how how the Lord's been working in your life mm-hmm. for so long to bring you mm-hmm. to this place, and now you get to do the same thing here um, with the Bible. Quite the opposite of being in a drawer, right? You know, but Being front and center Absolutely. to uh, people's health, and this is, mm-hmm. I think, leads in great to this conversation because it's really that mindset of um there's a perception that if you have some kind of mental issue that you're working through or something that you feel you need counseling for that if you go to a church they're just going to tell you that you don't have enough faith or they're going to tell you hey pray it away Mm -hmm. and 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 that's not always the case uh, when there are chemical imbalances and Mm -hmm. real mental health Mm -hmm. issues so this is i'm really excited for this conversation so uh let's lead off when when i say the word Self-care, what's the first thing that pops into your mind?
0: For me personally, it's stopping and sitting down in a quiet space, Mm. just sitting there. But but I know for some people that's um, taking a bubble bath, um, eating chocolate, or Mm -hmm. um, going on a vacation, or going to the spa, you know, things like that. Uh, For me, when I think of self-care, I think of stopping and just sitting still.
1: Mm. That's it's so interesting because when I think of self-care, I think of um, a bunch of stuff that I see on like Instagram, mm-hmm. like crystals mm-hmm. and positive mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. and, you know, the universe and and things like that and, and speaking things into the universe and mm-hmm. the universe giving you something good. Um, and that's the kind of like, that's the stigma that I had attached to it uh, you know, before and, looking more into it.
0: And it's so scary to me when I see things like that, I see mm-hmm. how, the enemy has slowly turned our gaze away from God. Mm. When you do little things like that, um, the crystals or the way you word things, you don't exactly say God, mm-hmm. but you the word universe. it in a way. Yeah, you make it sound spiritual and it just right. takes people's focus away from where your real peace right. comes from. Right. Yeah.
1: And so then do you think that self care? So obviously, the self care that you were thinking of and the self care that I was thinking of are very different. Mm-hmm. So how do we work with that? What, what do you think a, a healthy definition of self-care is?
0: Well, for me, uh, a healthy definition is self-care is about making the best choices at any given moment in your life. Mm. That leaves you feeling calm. It leaves you feeling restless. And it leaves you feeling confident in yourself. And, and confident may not be the right word that I'm looking for, but feeling okay with who you are. So they're they're moment-by-moment decisions, and it's not like a big-picture decision. It's, okay, I'm leaving work. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I know I have to go home and cook, but I really want to stop here to get this fingernail polish. Do I really need to do that? Mm. I mean, is that self-care? Am I telling myself if I go get the fingernail polish and I paint my nails, that's self-care, I'll feel good? No. Mm. That's going to make you more tired. Right. You know, so it's those moment-by-moment decisions that you make.
1: Yeah, because that mean that makes total sense. Because if you if you only bring your definition of self care to the these moments where you just indulge yourself mm-hmm. in these you know big moments when you're already at a breaking point, mm-hmm. it's not gonna solve anything. No, you might get a fraction of a moment of oh, this is what I wanted to do anyway, but then there's still the reality of everything that led me to this right. point still existing exactly. when I go back.
0: And it's interesting that you say that a lot of people you know with social media post things um they go to starbucks and they have a i don't know what they're drinking whatever the popular drink is yeah and they hold it up hashtag self-care yeah so if you're honest with yourself is that really self-care or were you buying it and in your head saying i can't wait to get in my hands i can take a selfie and post it Mm. like what are you looking for are you looking for um something from other people or is it really self-care
1: so then i mean because the idea of you know People want to think, you know, self care is always healthy. Mm-hmm. But when self care becomes an excuse for selfishness, mm-hmm. you get into a very unhealthy mm-hmm. state of mind. Mm-hmm. You start making poor decisions. Right. Because you're not actually trying to heal yourself or, or right. work on yourself or your own health or right. strength, um, just like, you know, going to the gym and working on yourself, mm-hmm. but you're just indulging in whatever you want to do anyway. Right. Right. So, how, what aspect does that play into? mental health let's 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 talk about what you know what is mental health even how do the how do these things even relate
0: so uh, a book definition of mental health is it includes our emotional psychological and social well-being Mm. it affects how we think feel and act it also helps determine how we handle stress relate to others and make choices mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood Mm. so that is mental health in a in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. So how does mental health and self-care, how do these things come into play with each other?
0: So I think in different ways. So if you are exhibiting behaviors or have internal experiences that are markedly deviant from what culture considers normal or is acceptable, that is a different, there's a different thing going on. If it's causing problems in your ability to work effectively, to go to work in relationships, um, any social thing that you're involved in, if there's a severe impairment, then there's something else going on. There could be a chemical imbalance that would require medication. If that's where, if someone has a mental health issue like that, that needs to be cleared up before they can do self-care. I mean, mm. self-care is totally different from a mental health issue. Yeah. The self-care is I've been going, going, going. I need to stop for a minute and I need to rejuvenate. I need to yeah. refuel myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental health is I need to see a professional.
1: Mm. That's okay. So then with with mental health being about um, professionals and, and this idea of doctors, medical doctors, when does uh, the conversation come in of spiritual health when I was in um, the Army Reserves as a chaplain candidate one of the things that we talked a lot about was the Army's value of soldiers you know physical health obviously because they need to be strong and need to do warrior tasks and deeds um, mentally strong but then one of the things that one is in one of the core army values was soldiers' spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. And that that's when chaplains came in and had, obviously, a large part to play in fostering that in soldiers. Yeah. So that idea of, of spiritual strength and spiritual well-being and then the mental health and mental well-being and self-care and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. Now, what, let's talk about the because we talked a little bit about self-care, we talk a little bit about the mental health aspect. So before we kind of bring all these things together into yeah. the conversation, what what is spiritual health, do you think?
0: Um, to me, spiritual health is having I'm gonna say a healthy relationship with God. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> that to me, that means like I said earlier, when I when you asked me what do I think of when when you say self care, mm-hmm. being quiet and spending time alone with God, mm-hmm. um, and and that's so important to be quiet because you've got. All of these fil- all of this stuff coming at you yeah. from music to TV whatever you have when I say quiet I mean quiet phone off mm. just quiet and in hearing God and listening for God and reading God's word that's where you're because God tells us to be anxious for nothing but if you don't know that he said that yeah you know you need to know what he says about things because for every situation in our lives he has something for us
1: yeah. I, I'm actually really happy that you used that verse because that's one um, that has I've heard misused before mm-hmm. and the idea of where someone's dealing with clinical anxiety mm-hmm. which is an aspect of mental health mm-hmm. and then someone comes up and says, well you just don't have enough faith because God says to be anxious and nothing mm-hmm. so what's what's the difference there because that doesn't you know that doesn't seem right that someone would say that like it's not their lack of faith the faith isn't the issue here there's something going on with them in a health condition
0: so with clinical anxiety um which i have had myself Mm -hmm. it comes from the diagnosis comes after a series of events that were not dealt with Mm -hmm. so in my situation um a lot of death in my family my Mm mother-in-law died unexpectedly uh, my father-in-law died. Somebody else died. There were, there were losses um, between mm. my husband and I in our marriage, losses of pregnancies. Um, and my nephew was murdered. Mm. And it just a series of things, and we're talking over 20 years, yeah. that finally one day it was like you drop that one last straw on yeah. top of a pile and everything falls down. Yeah. So that is that was from not taking it to the throne. Mm. That was from not knowing about God's grace and mm. not knowing what the verses say about being anxious. Yeah. So that's where anxiety, clinical anxiety, comes in. It's mm-hmm. a buildup of things that were never dealt with properly.
1: Right, and so then you that, work through that with a professional. You, work through, you yeah. work
0: through that with a professional, yeah, and then or faith, medication.
1: Exactly, or mm-hmm. medication, and then faith comes alongside that. Exactly, and continues yeah. to yeah. nourish it it's helps not the you. Yeah. Yeah, you're it not dealing with cle- that because you don't have enough faith. It's like It oh. clears
0: your mind to yeah. be able to grasp and to hear what God is saying to you.
1: So what do you think? You know, we talk about that scripture, you know, be anxious and nothing. And that's the idea of when these things start to come on, recognizing I need to be surrendering this to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to things that are external coming to us and surrendering surrendering them. What what do you think Scripture says about that idea of self-care and mental health? We've got that verse, but what else does Scripture say?
0: Um, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Um, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Mm. I mean, these, you know... And we've both been in a moment where we know, okay, this is something I need to turn over to God. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, how do you know you turn over to God? You can't like go to his house and say, here you go. And he takes it. it, Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. (laughs) And he takes
1: it. All right. That'd be nice. (laughs) wouldn't it?
0: (laughs) And then you know, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, you know, there's growth in every situation that we're in, um, Mm trials produce endurance and we have to let endurance have its way with us so that we become perfect in Christ. Um, but there, I mean, for me personally, it's a, okay, I know I have to suffer whatever this is in this moment. So what is God wanting me to teach? Mm. So I, I kind of remove myself from it and look at it from a different perspective. Okay. Where, where is God in this? And I ask. Yeah. Um, The people that I counsel, that's one of my biggest questions. Where is God in all of this? Mm -hmm. What is he wanting you to see? Because he can remove any trial from us, but there's a reason he doesn't. Right. So what is it he's wanting you to see? Where is the growth in it? Mm -hmm. So that's the way I see it.
1: I think one of the beautiful things about self-care in our faith is that we have a God that doesn't pretend like these things don't exist.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You know, there are verses Mm -hmm. uh, an abundance in Scripture about his love for us and his provision. And you think of the famous psalm. Yea, they'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. That's a stressful situation. Yeah, Yeah. the shadow of death. I'm just walking straight through it. He's not pretending like we're not going to walk through those Mm -hmm. situations, but his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He makes Mm -hmm. me lay down in green Mm -hmm. pastures beside running waters. And it's a beautiful picture of God's care for us. Mm Mm-hmm. And that aspect of uh, what a a Christian thinks about self-care, that it's not just self-reliant, but that it is self-care being turned over to the Lord, that I'm going to trust my self-care to the Lord Mm -hmm. and allow him to care for me perfectly amidst Mm -hmm. this as well. So part of that healthy mindset of Mm self-care is a recognition of Mm self-surrender to the Lord and his provision.
0: You know, to me, one of the practical, and it seems so simple, one of the practical ways Mm -hmm. you can do that is go to sleep. I mean, mm. we need rest, and we don't sleep as much as we should. But I promise you, when you go to sleep, God is still at work. Mm. He's still working things out, and you can wake up the next day and feel totally different about your situation.
1: That's and that's where the verse comes in. Uh, Though there's pain in the night, joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's been a comfort to me mm-hmm. more times than I can count in my life. Mm-hmm. And and that aspect of I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm thinking about this verse. I'm mm-hmm. I'm reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. I'm resting in it and it's been and it's it's not like it's worked like it's a magic, you know, slot machine and mm-hmm. i hit the jackpot, but it's right. like wow, that verse is true and mm-hmm. god's word is true and mm-hmm. I, when that's happened for me, i've woken up, you know, the issue's not gone entirely. Right, exactly. But man, do i feel a you, lot
0: better. You see it differently, you feel it, it's you feel that god's grace has intervened and you feel different about the situation mm-hmm. than you did the night before.
1: And, and one of the interesting things that, um, as I work with, you know, the young adults here at the Mm -hmm. church, one of the things that we've talked about and I've talked about with people is this idea of, you know, you should put your phone up Mm -hmm. because the thing is just keeping you awake Mm -hmm. and it's keeping Mm -hmm. your brain going and you're going to have trouble falling asleep Mm -hmm. and it's the first thing you go to when you wake up and it's the last thing you see when you go to sleep and that can't be healthy for you, you know what I mean? But just like you said, when you, when you, uh, rest, Mm -hmm and you turn off from everything really turn off from everything mm-hmm. spend time away from the phone mm-hmm. um, one of the things that i started doing excuse me that i found so helpful when i was a freshman in college um i would leave my phone in my dorm during class for like 8 9 hours wow i would just leave it i'm like oh whatever and Go for and it was it was so freeing i was like i don't have to worry about right. all these dings and notifications oh, yeah. and uh-huh. constantly wanting to be entertained mm-hmm. uh, but really just soaking up where I was and then mm-hmm. I was sleeping better mm-hmm. I was feeling better and it was I had more concentration more focus mm-hmm. grades went up mm-hmm. it was really interesting, interesting. Um, and so even uh, something as simple as self-care being just put your phone away for mm-hmm. a little bit you know it's such a practical step mm-hmm. um, but you know <laughs> I look at like this next question that I have and, and uh, Jesus wouldn't have been able to put a phone away because he didn't have one. Right. But what are ways that Jesus uh, would have practiced self-care, do you think? Or we, what do we see in Scripture?
0: Well, you know what was really cool? like, <laughs> Because when I read Scripture, I really try to hum- humanize it as much as I can. Like yeah. envision, this, these are real people. Oh, yeah. So he actually sent people away. Mm-hmm. Or he would get up early in the morning and sneak off. That's the way I see it. And as a mom, I do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, you know, I'll get up really early before anybody wants to be bothered with me, and I'll just go to Walmart or something. Or yeah. if, so, I, I, I don't know if this is bad or good, but there are times, you know, when I'm trying to have a quiet moment and my yeah. daughter will come in the room, I'll go, mm-mm, and she'll know to leave. <laughs> I just go, mm-mm, she knows to leave. So yeah. Jesus sent people away, or he left Early in the morning, when people were asleep, to find a solitary place for him to mm. pray,
1: he had those boundaries set. Yeah, up. he
0: had those boundaries, particularly after um, the man with leprosy, and he mm-hmm. healed them. And he said, "Don't go, don't tell anybody, just yeah. go make a." And then what happens? And and a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> he does so the not, exact opposite. Yeah, so a crowd of people. <laughs> I mean, imagine it. Imagine it here. Just we know that Pastor John has. Gift cards to give out to everybody. Mm-hmm. You give out to. Don't tell anybody I have the gift card. Well, they tell everybody. Everybody's looking for Pastor John. Yeah, well, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I need. Yeah. Well, I need a moment. You know, so he needed a moment to mm. to revive himself, to pray, to spend time with God, because he knew what he was there for. Mm. He knew he had to do what his father had sent him to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now us as Christians, you know, people that take on his name, mm-hmm. what are ways that we can practice self-care? Like what are some things that we see from Jesus life? We've talked a little bit about kind of the practical things with finding the quiet moments. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you think that Christians should do to help practice self-care?
0: You know, I think, um, keeping in mind that we are, um, growing more Christ-like is to take a page from his book, literally, mm-hmm. you know, to sometimes you've got to walk away Sometimes you've got to sneak off. Sometimes you have to tell mm-hmm. people no. Or you have I mean it may sound harsh, but Jesus did it. Yeah. And it's part of self-care. You have to say I cannot do that right now. Mm-hmm. I need a moment for myself. Because your self-care can't it has to be consistent so mm-hmm. it's sustainable. So you can't mm, that's, totally that's ignore important. yeah, Absolutely. your self-care for months and then just have a meltdown yeah. one day. So it needs to be consistent where it's um, something that...
1: Got to be a part of your day.
0: Yeah, or par- exactly, a part of your day. One minute, two minutes. I have mine that I do at least mm-hmm. two minutes, and I can feel when I haven't done it. It really, I can I can feel the difference. Yeah. Um, but I, I think pretty, that's it. I think we really need to learn to sit in quiet and to read the Word of God, mm-hmm. I think also we need to remember that the Holy Spirit is always interceding on our behalf. Yeah. And that that is there for us. That is a gift that is there for us just to, mm-hmm. that, you know, going back to the just go to sleep yeah. for 10, 15 minutes. The Holy Spirit's got you. Yeah, You know, you're covered. And just, you know, time. You really We need to slow down. Mm-hmm. We really do. We need to stop. And I don't mean sit down and then pick up your phone and start posting everything you did. Yeah, You know, just stop. Just stop. Stop doing that, too. Because when we do that, we see other people doing things, and we we say, okay, well, if I do that, then I'll have the peace that I'm thinking that person has. Mm. And you do it, and you feel worse than you did before. Yeah. Because it didn't work for you. Right. So just, you know, sometimes just stop.
1: Mm -hmm. So when does working on self-care transition into realizing, man, I've got something... That might be a mental health question, versus a oh I just need to pray more, rest in the Lord more. How can people, you know, realize that? What are ways that they should like? When should they start seeking?
0: I think when it starts disrupting relationships, Hmm. your your ability to function Mm -hmm. normally. When it becomes I hate the word dysfunctional. Yeah. When you when you're when other things are happening or going downhill, you need to say, okay, maybe I'm looking at the situation wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe it's not a spiritual issue. Maybe, maybe there's so, something. Yeah, maybe there's going on yeah. inside of me that I'm not aware of, mm-hmm. And that I can go talk to a professional about. Mm-hmm. That's one of the I'm so thankful that you are here at the church, mm-hmm. and that um, our church provides a service like mm-hmm. this that people can. You know, go to someone and say, Hey, you know, I want to talk about this and see, you know, is this just a spiritual issue that I need to work through and grow in discipline and grow in patience and endurance? Mm -hmm. Or is this something where, man, I think there's some deeper stuff going on here that might need, like you said, Mm -hmm. medication for some things Mm -hmm. or professional uh, to come in and help walk you through things Mm -hmm. you didn't realize were there? Yeah. Um, And it's so, it's so. Wonderful, yeah, It really is.
0: Sometimes there are things that you need to clear up before mm-hmm. you can find your hope in the Lord. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you don't see your hope. Your mental health situation is so dire that you can't see any hope anywhere. Yeah. And you're not open to hearing about the Lord. Right. And, yeah, and that's a referral. You know, straighten this first. And thankfully, uniquely, I have a degree in mental health counseling and pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. So I can see where okay this is a little bit of a different diagnosis issue and might need a psychiatric evaluation or testing or just you know so that's helpful
1: yeah one of my um favorite professors at CIU was Dr. Farah who was the head of the psych program Mm -hmm. and I had you know psych 101 with him Mm -hmm. and one of his big quotes that he would always say at the beginning of the semester he'd say okay if you want to be a pastor raise your hand or if you want to be in church ministry in some way, raise your hand and Mm -hmm. a bunch of us, you know, raised our hands. And he said, I'm glad you guys are here and you need to pay attention because a lot of pastors do a lot of harm with good intention, Mm -hmm. but do a lot of harm when they don't realize that they're out of their depth. Yeah. When this is more than a pastoral counseling issue, but this is a clinical counseling issue. Mm -hmm. And, I was so, because I took a few more psych classes after that, because I'm like, I really need to know when I'm out of my depth. Oh, yeah. I need to recognize when someone walk because if someone were to walk up to me as a pastor mm-hmm. and say, you know, I have a broken arm. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you don't have enough faith. Right. I'd be like, you need to go to the ER right now. Yeah. And see a doctor. Yeah. And get that fixed. Yeah. I need to be able to recognize mm-hmm. the same thing when someone comes to me and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And me talking to them and realize, you know what, I think there might be something something more different, that, yeah. that a yeah. doctor who's dedicated their life to this mm-hmm. can, can really help Absolutely. you with. I think that's an important thing is for mm-hmm. Christians to realize that there is, mm-hmm. that there can be a difference there. Yeah. And that it's okay to recognize and
0: that. It, and it is okay to recognize that. I mean, we have to remember what we're up against, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to, yeah, you need to seek help.
1: Mm hmm. And that's that's one of the reasons i was so happy we're doing these po- this podcast today is because I want it to be a reminder to whoever listens to it, mm-hmm. who knows where they are, what they're going through. Right. That this is OK to acknowledge mm-hmm. because for a lot of time and Dr. Fair again talked about this. He said, you know, he, when he grew up in the church environment, you know, in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. when someone asked, how are you? It was always we're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. We're all OK. There are no issues at home. There are no issues I was, anywhere.
0: Ours was, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And that's it. And you're not going to give yeah. the truth because that's not acceptable in church. Right. And I love that we're helping change that narrative mm-hmm. where Christ will take you where you're at. Yes. And he will love you yes, there. Absolutely. And he will build you past yes. it because he loves you enough to take you where you're at. And he loves you enough to not leave you that way. Right. And it's okay right. to be broken right. in his house.
0: That's Because that's what you're supposed to come here for. You're supposed to come here and yeah. say, help me. I'm broken, mm-hmm. this thing, not, okay, we're perfect, now we can go to church, no, Yeah. no, you come here because you're broken, because you're hurting, because yeah. you're in need.
1: And the church isn't comprised of perfect people who are like, hey, broken people come in here, it's like, we were all there. Oh, yeah. And, and We're still walking through it.
0: Well, the reality is, you know, in my um, first Old Testament class, the reality is, oh, so God uses those who are really broken. Yeah. So I am really broken oh, yeah. more than most. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's really the reality.
1: And that's uh, I said that in the last podcast where we kind of did uh, an idea of you know why would God create humanity and the idea of salvation and mm-hmm. why he came. And I said in the podcast I'm like I wouldn't have redeemed me. Mm. But he did. Mm-hmm. And that's the, he takes broken things and he makes them beautiful. That's mm-hmm. how good he is. He can take a bad situation and turn it into goodness. Right. And, and that's beautiful. Well, this has been an excellent conversation. Yeah. I've been so thankful for it. I, as we wrap up, I want to leave with this question. If you could say one thing to every person wondering about self-care, what would you say to them?
0: Turn to the one who loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. That's where it's at. Mm. That's where your soul will find rest. That's when your soul will find peace.
1: That's wonderful. It's so true. And Mm -hmm. I can testify Mm -hmm. that it is the truth. Yeah. And he is is. a good, good Savior.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show. This was really wonderful. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode of the Sandhills podcast. Uh, If you would like to know more about this topic, uh, you can visit our website at sandhillschurch.org. You can visit us online or in person on a Sunday. We've got an online service and an in-person service. We'd love to see you there. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Have a great week.